But let me first get into a story with you where it's kind of like the student goes beyond the teacher. So I was thinking of an appropriate story in my life that would kind of bring to heart what happens when you just throw out the window the way you're supposed to do things. It takes guts. It takes independence. But I got news for you. It's the only way to become successful. So I get invited to a party, fancy party in Beverly Hills, blah, 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 blah. I know all these fancy people. I'm at Cedars, blah, 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 blah. So there's one guy. He says, Robbie, I need you to come to my uh, son's bar mitzvah and whatnot. You know, my wife couldn't go. It's just going to be me. And I know him, but I don't know anybody else. So I go to the party. I get to the party. I mean, he must have spent a million dollars on this thing in his big backyard. And I'm very proud of him and the whole bit. I get to the party. And right away, everybody seems to know everybody else. They all sit down. They kind of become cliques, and I don't know a single person. So now I've got my food from this incredible buffet, and I go to sit down. Well, there's only one available seat because everybody else has paired off. So I go and I sit down at, I'm not with my wife here at this party. I don't really want to be here, but I respect my friend. I'm there. So I sit down. And, you know, I don't want to just sit there and be like a pet rock. I, I, I sit there. Sitting next to me is clearly the only other person at the party who doesn't know anybody either. A misfit like me. So I look at the guy and I sit down to start eating. And I said, so how do you know, you know, Stephen? Make up his name. The guy, kind of in a grumpy guy, he looks at me and goes, oh, uh, blah, blah, blah. He says something to me. I have no idea what it is. Clearly, he doesn't want to talk to me. He's not very interesting. And of course, I, you know me, you listen to the show, you know what this is like to be with me. Can you imagine? I'm not going to be quiet. So I keep pestering him. I said, so uh, you told me how you know him. What do you do for a living? He goes, uh, I work in the post office. Okay. No offense to postal workers everywhere who are listening to the Weekend Warrior show, but not a very interesting job. But then again, every job is interesting. A toll booth operator can be interesting. Depends how interesting you make the job. So, post office. So now I take another bite going, okay, this guy's really going to be a tough one. He just does not want to engage with me. I said, post office, what station are you? And then he looks at me and goes, hey, I'm actually retired. I said, you're retired? You're retired from the post office? What do you want, disability? He was like a 32-year-old guy. He goes, and he looks at me, he goes, I guess you're not going to go away. You're not going to leave me alone, are you? I said, actually, I am not going to leave you alone because I need to know more about you because I don't know anybody else and you happen to be the unlucky one who's sitting next to me right now. He says, okay, you want to know why I don't work anymore? I said, you don't work anymore? You're so young. You're not on disability. You're in the How do you retire from the post office when you're only 30 years old? He said, all right, I'll tell you. Puts his food down. I put my food down. And he begins to tell me the most interesting story you've ever heard. This is how this stuff happens. He begins to tell me that right out of school, he's lucky enough, he gets a job, he's de you know, at the post office to ride in the little mail truck, right? His boss says to him, okay, here's your route. These are the, the letters. Go and deliver. Be kind of like a monkey and just go out there in your truck and do this. So he gets in the truck the first day. He's got this boss, you know, who's kind of micromanaging him and says to him, uh, Stephen, you know, here's your route. You know, it's, it's not difficult. Go ahead and do it. So when he sits in the truck, he sees... You know when you get special delivery, it's a yellow card, a pink card, a blue card, or whatever it is, they wrap them in an, a rubber band and they throw them in the passenger seat. So he, he looks at it and he says, this is terrible. This is chaotic. This is, you know, you make a turn, they fall on the floor. There's no organization. You know, he's not like that. So it was driving him crazy. This is the first day, the first day of the job, driving the truck, delivering lettuce. I'm totally intrigued. I'm not even eating anything of this fancy Beverly Hills food right now. He says, uh... 
and it was driving me crazy, this disorganized way of being a letter carrier. First of all, who cares how you deliver the mail? So it bothered him all morning that these cards are all over the passenger seat. So he looked at the dashboard. In the dashboard is the radio, then the air conditioner. And in between is this horizontal little slot because it's a dashboard. He takes a piece of plastic, sticks it, in, wedges it into that spot, and then he creates a little bit of a fold in the plastic. And with tape, he makes little shelves coming down from the dashboard. He don't care about the air conditioner. He don't care about the radio. He just doesn't want the cards flying all over the place. He goes home that night and he says, I started to think about it. Maybe I could somehow mold the plastic. Rather than the scotch tape, I can do this so that it can be more organized so the cards are sitting there in the front. And that's what he does. He goes to his boss and says, uh, Frank, can I just show you what I came up with here? The boss goes, Steven, you're an idiot. You're delivering mail. Get in the truck. Well, nobody cares about you. All right. We all don't mind that the cards are flying all over the place. This seems to only bother you. Uh, anyway, the boss is not responsive to him. He tells a coworker who says, that's a really cool thing. You should go talk to my boss. Anyway, he ends up going up the ladder and he shows them this plastic that he did where he molded it and bent it. Only he's smart enough to kind of do a poor man's patent on this little device. He's only at the post office, literally, he tells me, a week. He's now been moved up the command to, to present his little project to not his boss, who's a waste of time, but to the other guy, to the other guy. And each time he goes in front of one of these guys and says, that's a fantastic idea. He now actually has the meeting with the grand poobah, the big kahuna of the post office in charge of ordering things. And he's, he's there a week, okay? I told you, this story is about meeting the most interesting guy I've ever met. After a week of, you know, being bounced around, he's now in front of the guy who looks at this piece of plastic and says to him, Stephen, this is pretty neat. He goes, are you prepared to make these? He goes, yes, I actually filed a patent and whatnot. Do you have a company that can do that? Well, I, I think I can outsource it. He says, are you prepared to take an order? He says to Steve, he goes, I, I think I am. He goes, well, then I'm prepared to make an order. He says, okay, really, how many would you like me to make? He goes, 350,000 of them. He goes, what? Yes, I want to put this in every one of our mail trucks. We own the United States Postal Service, 350,000 of these trucks all over the world. They're all going to have your little thing that goes into the dashboard. My point of the story is that's Peyton Manning. Russell Wilson already knows you're the quarterback, buddy. You've got a loudspeaker in your helmet. You're going to do exactly what Pete Carroll said. That's what Peyton was told, but he's different. He doesn't, he's doing it different. He's recreating the profession. That's what it takes to really think differently. There's room for everything that we do as a surgeon, as a board operator, as a producer, as a, a librarian, as a whatever it is that you do, is room. And that guy who sat next to me at that, that little get-together, who nobody wanted to talk to because he was not cool enough, because he worked in the post office, and he was this gruffy-looking guy, was without a doubt one of the most interesting people that I've ever met.